Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me here with co-host Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Nice peppy, peppy intro there. Thanks. I try to keep it, you know, exciting. Uh, here to talk about Pensacon 2020. We were there. We did some shit. We talked to some people. Who wants to go for What do we want to talk about? How was the order of this? How the, what the fuck Jump is our right plan? in. Yeah. We'll talk about your moderate. You moderating a panel. I thought I that was cool. I did moderate a panel, <laughs> which was interesting. Uh, we teamed up with a few local YouTubers. I was invited by Brendan Beckwith, who uh, we interviewed last year at the con, um, to moderate. It was a good time. They talked about creating YouTube channels. Uh, something that is extremely intimidating to me, but they made it seem very doable. I thought it was interesting. I thought, yeah, yeah I thought you did a good job flowing through the questions, and I thought it was pretty. They had a really good turnout. There yeah, a lot of people there, for and that. there was a, a bunch of different YouTube people. Like, so it was like yeah. three separate YouTube channels, so kind of had different perspectives. Uh, Brennan is, does uh, Marvel films. A guy named Holden. Holden does like just whatever he wants. Essentially, yeah, he's the one who done like stuff on the best taco in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- He's done like Pensacola. Wait, what's specific. the best taco in Pensacola? Joseph, uh, you would know this. There is a like a Mexican restaurant slash grocery store at the corner of Twenty Nine and Nine Mile. Right That's on. what he says is the best. I know where that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another guy I can't remember his name who does like self health health yeah. fitness videos. Matt. I think his name Matt. Was Matt. That's he looks like a Matt. Yeah. For <laughs> sure, it's a good guess. And then I think another guy who's name was also christian maybe i'm misremembering that he does like gamer videos and that dude records every single day and that seems really that seems really intimidating uh but it was a good time i enjoyed it it was nice hanging out with those dudes so yeah i, I guess we should talk about the fact that so this is like the seventh year of Pentagon. seventh year yeah but it, it's uh one of the things i really like about this convention is, is like the whole town really gets into it mm-hmm um, so I mean the 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 actual con takes place mostly at the Civic Center and a couple of specific venues around Pensacola. But I mean you know the every year the Fish House has has a Star Wars theme, has a Harry Potter theme, has a Star uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah that's right. Was it Odd Colony was Stranger Things themed, yep. had eighties themed drinks, had like the the Christmas lights mm-hmm. yep. with the alphabet on the wall. Uh, Perfect plane was labyrinth. Yep, very specific. Uh, I very think. specific. They they re they re uh, drew uh, Andrew Jackson's wife's face as David Bowie, and it was very jarring. Yep, it was like a David Bowie who really let himself go. Rick and Morty, Tin Cow, Tin Cow, Cow yeah, Rick and Morty, yeah. Uh, what are we, uh, what's the burger joke? Big Top. They were Ghostbusters. Oh, really? yeah, that's right. Job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it is really cool how all of downtown gets into it. I think because we live in a tourist spot that, you know, injecting $3 million of capital in the middle of February is is good for our local economy. For sure. So everyone tries to get a little piece of that pie. For sure. But it makes for a fun experience. It does, yeah. I, yeah. I think, uh, I, I, you know, I enjoyed some of the, the, the specific, you know, panels and, and things that we got to see and go into the actual convention center. But I feel like the a bulk of the experience is how kind of like immersive it is. Like everywhere you go yeah. is kind of into it. And everyone's yeah. dressed up. Yes. A lot of, a lot of great yeah, cosplay. Costumes and everyone gets into that. So it kind of immerses you into it a little bit. I went to gallery night this year, and um, which is not something I had done in the past. And it is crazy down there really gallery night. yeah i mean people are still in their cosplay from all day and every restaurant is packed and there's karaoke in the middle of the street i mean it's it's happening uh pensacon gallery night and it was a lot of fun i had a good time sounds fun yeah 
I would say, what about the most, the mo- I'll tell you what was disappointing. I, I knew, I was just about to get <laughs> yeah, here. Dude, okay, so our first, I didn't go Friday, you know, gallery night. Okay. I, I came up Saturday, I had to work Friday, and I, the first panel, the only panel I was really excited about was oh, 11 yeah, a.m. on Saturday, uh, Terminator 2 question and answer with Ed Furlong. Furlong? Furlow. Furlong. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't For, matter. Forget him. Um, anyway, so we get there at 1040, uh, a little early, and, you know, not that packed, and we're all, you know, just catching up, talking. 11 o'clock, the host comes out, and he's like, you know, just hang tight. You know, we're going to get started. Here's the emergency exits. You know, all good to go. 11.10, I start looking at my phone. I'm like, hmm, this usually, these things aren't late. <laughs> and he comes out. He says, well, you know, Ed is dodging Terminators, and he's running a little late, but he'll be here soon. 11.20, the guy comes out and says, okay, Ed's not coming. We're going to start this thing without him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we spend the next 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. talking to the B guest, which is somebody i don't even know his name he's 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 uh he's the kid that rides on the bike he's, yeah he's john connor's friend from the arcade yeah. in terminator who has like three scenes <laughs> and the the host had prepared no questions for this guest completely you know rightfully assuming he's going to talk to you know ed furlong who's been in the you know the whole movie so this thing goes off the rails quick yep um super awkward um a lot of dead air the host is compl- very nervous and like very not, obviously nervous yeah not liking it you know being up there unprepared and like Joseph put it, it started 20 minutes late. It ended 10 minutes early. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it kind of put a dour note, and Ed never showed up. So I hope they don't pay him. Yeah, I don't think that was I, – I don't know the story. I'm assuming – I'm going to go on a, a limb and say that wasn't Pizzacon's fault. I think Edward Furlong got <laughs> oh, lost. Oh, yeah, 100%. This, this is not Pizzacon. This is Ed Furlong. Uh, it just, was super disappointing, <laughs> though. Yeah. Well, like you said, not Pentagon's fault, but Ed Furlong, like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck and you, Ed Furlong. he made me retroactively like T2 a little bit yeah. less, but... Wow. Yeah. I could never like T2 less. <laughs> yeah. uh, I did go to this thing on Friday, I think, that was... Um, it was ha- involved three guests, and they each had to choose a cult movie they liked. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because I think there is some confusion on what a cult movie is right. or exactly um, what classifies as being, you know, in need of defense. It seems like some small movie podcast should make a, a criteria description Agreed. of what makes a cult movie. Yes. Uh, one dude chose Colossal, which I get that a lot of people haven't seen. That's not a fucking But it's cult. not a it's cult a, movie. It's, it's a, a small movie. That's a movie no one's ever seen. Yeah, it's a good movie that, <laughs> right. that you could go on Hulu right now and watch. And right. It, Being independent doesn't necessarily make something cult. Yeah. One, somebody chose The Nice Guys, which oh, I get wasn't like a huge box office success, but it's very popular. And yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't a failure. It yeah. made about as much movie money as Will Ferrell movies make now. Not the, the other guys. The other guys. I'm mistaken. Not The which Nice Guys. The other guy. No, so, you're you're talking about the. I'm talking about the Russell Crowe one. Yeah, no, that, the that, that is the nice. Okay, okay. I would maybe. I would maybe get. Okay, I was next. Uh, I might get that a uh, a a a cult movie one. I might think they're right about. I but just think when you give it, a Shane Black hundred million yeah. dollar movie starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, that doesn't feel. And like it, a I just don't well. think it found its audience at the time yeah, and yeah. has since found one. And what's funny? I would be, I would give Kiss Kiss Bang Bang cult status. I don't know. I would that, agree there. I'm yeah. not giving it to Nice Guys. I, yeah, I don't. Think I so. almost actually when we did our cult, when I almost did Nice Guys, we just were running out of time. Oh. So I, I'm I'm with this guy on that one. Uh, the last dude who's Jonah Ray, and I, I'm a Jonah Ray fan, so maybe mm-hmm. this is why I defend him. Chose uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call. Yeah, that counts. That, that, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> like. 
Like, if you want to explain to someone what a cult movie means, just show yeah. them that shit. And that, I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is the only right answer. But there, there is so much, like, every aspect that, like, it may be the, it may be the cult perfect Voltron of cult film. Yeah, there's, you know, iguanas or imaginary iguanas are main characters in that movie, but uh, that was interesting. I mean, it was cool to see the guests, like, all have opportunities to talk about these movies they like, whether I disagree if they really met the standard of what they were supposed to do or not, but uh, I don't think I don't think I didn't see anything else on Friday. I know I was the only one there. Lou Ferrigno? Did you go to Lou Ferrigno? I did not go to Lou Ferrigno. A lot of shit happened Friday while I was at work. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they Keith a, David. They I had think. a weird amount of like good stuff on Friday. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna be on horror, but <laughs> uh, shout out to Reagan Bell who helped us all weekend. Reagan was there on Friday. I should have asked him before I came what he went to and he <laughs> liked, but I did not. That's fine. Uh, he went to a, a Ladies of Star Wars panel, I think, and he said that was pretty good. But that's it. That's the only thing I remember. What about you? Next year we should do Ladies of Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Us, the four of us. I was about to say, that. Is, that, is that our topic? Yeah, that would be our topic. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't. I didn't show up till uh, till Sunday. You know, midday and, Sunday. Midday Sunday. <laughs> and I really appreciate that when I told you guys I was sick, you guys were like, whatever, fuck. It. Like I know y'all didn't believe me, but you you just like, yeah, that's that's how hard it is. Uh, I was actually sick, but uh, sure, but uh, sure, <laughs> we believe you. Uh, um, so I didn't really actually see a lot. I didn't do a lot of panels. Well, I mostly just done our panels. I, Weird Al, though. Well, I was gonna say. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't there for the Weird Al panel, but I did accidentally. Meet oh, Weird I forgot Al. about this. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I got there midday, and Sarah got there after I did. So I had to go back out, and we came back in. So you guys were already off doing another thing with like a band or something, right? You oh right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna go down on the vendor floor and try to, you know, buy me some comics because that's what I care about uh, with cons, which is a part of cons that's just shrinking and shrinking. It is a fucking bloodbath on the floor. Like, it is yes. just, you know, um, like just so much going on. And once you get in, it's hard to figure out how to get out, which maybe not for everybody, but I'm, you know, I'm like blind and I don't pay attention to things. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyways, it took us, oh, we, I got some comics. We got out of there and there's like, I mean, let's just go find a quiet place to chill for a second. So we're kind of walking around and we go into this hallway that, we we go actually it was weird we went up a set of stairs and we went up another set of stairs and we came back down a set of stairs and we were like we got caught in this like loop almost it's like well let's go through this door since we're caught in this loop so we go in there and we kind of go down to the end of the hallway where nothing is going on but there is a big wall with a bunch of pictures of weird owl and uh and you know that probably should have been a clue so we're standing there and we're just talking and we're like how long to before we go to the panel and stuff like that and this you know like you know semi-handsome dude with long hair and a beard came up to us and he was like so you know you you guys don't have to be shy you can you can just walk up and 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 you know and do it and I was like, what is going on here? Is this guy proposing like a threesome or something? What the fuck <laughs> happened here? It was like, I was really, I like, I did not know what was going on. And uh, it was like, uh, and then he was like, you know, you don't have to get a picture taken with him. You can just, you can just meet him. And then we realize in this little cubicle over here, it's just fucking weird out. And he barely, he set up there for people to meet. And I guess nobody fucking knew about it because there's nobody there. So, you know, we were like, and it, it was like, it was like $30 to get a, get a, 
uh, autograph, 40 for a selfie. He's like, but you can just go in there and meet him. So we stood there for a few more minutes and she was like, uh, uh, she was like, well, do you have anything to say to Weird Al? And I was like, funny enough, I do have a thing to say to Weird Al. <laughs> so we go in there and, uh, you know, he's totally just sitting there and he's totally a nice dude. Uh, you know, Sarah talked to him about being a vegan because he'd ate at End of the Line while he was in town, said it was really great. So shout out to End of the Line. And um, so first of all, are you guys aware of Ray Stevens? Not Ray Stevens' son, Ray Stevens. No. Sounds familiar. I felt like Christian would have known if anyone did. Okay, in the 80s, there was a different funny singer guy, but he had like a country leaning. Mm. And his name was Ray Stevens. And Probably in most parts of America, people don't even know about him. In Florida, he was a big fucking deal. So, first of all, I've always had a theory that there was a searing anger beneath beneath Weird Al's exterior that I wanted to, I just want a glimpse of. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, I wanted to know what he thought of Ray Stevens because Ray Stevens, you know, he didn't do parody songs, but he did do comedy songs at roughly he he had his peak at roughly the same time that Weird Al was really breaking big with like Eat It and shit like that. So you know, Sarah asks him about the vegan stuff, and like I said, he's really cool about that and stuff. So she was like, "You got something to say?" It's like, "Yeah, man, I've always wanted to know." Was there a rivalry between you and Ray Stevens? <laughs> and he was like, and I wasn't even sure if he was really super aware of it. Cause like I said, I think it's more of a Southern thing. And he, and he, which you all, when you always see these guys, the, the, when you always see Weird Al, he's always super, you know, like politically correct. He's always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's always very diplomatic. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, oh no, I think, you know, you know, there was, we were doing a similar thing, but you know, I appreciated what he was doing. And you know, there was enough room for everybody. So I didn't really get what I wanted from that. But then I was like, Weird Al was also on this episode of 30 Rock. And in it, uh, the premise of the episode is he does a parody of a song that Jenna does. So Jenna tries to make an unparitable uh, 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 song called Fart So Loud. And he turns it into like a serious, like, you know, uplifting, like patriotic song called Heart So Proud. <laughs> and, uh, and and Ray Stevens, besides having all these songs like Guitars Ann and the Squirrel that went berserk and shit like that, he had one like serious hit with Everything is Beautiful. So I was like, because I kind of felt like, so I asked him, so I kind of felt like on your 30 Rock thing, when you, when you, um, when you did the Heart So Proud, actually I didn't even say it, your song on there uh, was maybe like kind of maybe a dig at Ray Stevens, like his one serious hit. And he didn't admit it. I'm not going to say he admit it. But there was just a change in his demeanor for a second. And he was like, he was like, huh, I've never seen it like that. But I could see how you would get that. <laughs> and I felt like he was sharing something. You had a connection. Yeah. There you go. That's cool. Yeah. That is but awesome, yeah, Weird Al was a super cool dude. I didn't really go to any of the panels because unlike you two fucks, someone had to go around and ask people You were questions. working. <laughs> I worked this entire thing. <laughs> so how were the panels? <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, we, we, we went to see Weird Al, and uh, you know what? It's not nearly as cool as hearing Hertz actually talking to Weird Al. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, we also go well, immediately after that. We got to see uh, uh, a bunch of the Disney uh, voice actors mm-hmm. with a Disney animator in the background drawing over yep. the top on the on the, like a big screen. Oh, jeez. Uh, it had uh, Jason Marsden, who's the voice of uh, Max in the Goofy movies and a couple other things. Bill Farmer, who's been the voice of Goofy for Ever. fucking 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. Yep. He's also like uh, been uh, Foghorn Leghorn and some other like mm. famous characters. And then Jim Cummings, who's like a goddamn legend. Yeah. Uh, and they were really cool. Like, I, I always enjoy the voice actor panels because they all, I think it's because they all have like a pretty good rapport from doing these cons so mm-hmm. often. Um, and so they've just kind of gotten their bits down, yeah. Uh, which is just, it's just, right. you know, it's, it's entertaining for 45 minutes. I don't know if they have any more than that, but they've got a solid 45. Did Jim Cummings do a Hondo Anaka impression? Well, he, I don't know if he did an, uh, he might've done the voice. I mean, no. He was running through a lot of his characters. Yeah, he did do it, but he did say that was one of his favorite characters that I he's ever done. I Hondo. He's so great. Yeah. I thought Weird Al was very genuine. Like, like he seemed like super nice guy, like Kurt was saying, and. His panel was cool. You know, with what I noticed with these things is you get a lot of weird questions. But uh, he, he he took them in stride. You know, he answered the stupid ones. Like, someone was like, can you sum up your whole career? You know, it's like, you know, just get crazy questions. And Jim Cummings, they were all nice. Like, I don't really like animation. It's not really my thing. But, I you know, I thought the panel was fun. And I like them answering in their, like, cartoon voices. It is really, like, even for somebody who's going into this, like, for the reason that they're the voice actors of the voices that you love, it's very strange when a real life person sounds like Goofy. Yeah, it's it's pretty jarring. Uh, but I think you're. Right. Friday had a lot of stuff I want. Like I wanted to see Diamond Dallas Page. He's one of the few ones I would have liked. DDP was there. Yeah, he was oh, there. Oh shit! I know. Self high five. <laughs> I would have liked him. I would have liked you know, um, Lou Ferrigno. You know the the Incredible Hulk. So I, I don't know. It felt a little light, lighter than the year before, as far as like Saturday Sunday like I content mean, panels. Definitely last year had the Nature Boy, had Ric Flair. Yeah, that's yep. hard. And to Shatner. Yeah, it's Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't know. It just seemed. I thought the costumes were probably better, and I think. But the, like as far as content from the convention, it seemed a little lighter to me. But you guys know a lot of that stuff. Maybe it just wasn't my stuff. You I know? just think it was spread out more throughout the con. Like last year was real like Saturday Sunday heavy. I remember that. But I just feel like there's less stuff on Saturday specifically. Yeah, Sunday had some good stuff. Like, yeah, I wasn't yeah, able true. to be there till about noon, and uh, I would have loved to have seen Weird Al or the the mm-hmm. animators uh, panel. Um, but yeah, Saturday specifically seemed a little bit lighter. There was a, a huge focus on, it seemed like, things that were going on on the floor. And uh, it was slammed. Oh, yeah. Um, the convention center was packed. Yeah. yeah. Ton of stuff, ton of vendors. That part was definitely, you know, super busy. I know you, you kind of referenced this, Ian, but what do you guys think was your favorite cosplay you saw all weekend? Ooh. I like that we saw Doctor Doom one. I th- that you yeah, that Doctor yeah, Doctor Doom was really yeah, good. It was really good. There was a guy who did a Godzilla that looked like it was, like, made out of foam, and he was, like, probably... Six and a half, seven feet tall. Uh, that was really, really impressive. But I don't think he actually could get into the base center because I only saw him standing <laughs> outside. Around outside. Yeah. Oh, shit. Friday, there was an Ahsoka that I swear to God, she was like the right height for mm-hmm. Ahsoka. It looked like like a good live action version of that character. It yep. was really good. I wish I had gotten her name or got to talk to her. Um, she was great. There were three girls that were Ray, Padme, and Leia, which I thought yeah. Was, yeah. Pre- was a pretty cool oh, There was know, a great group. Dark Ray. Oh, too. yeah, Dark Ray was really yeah. good. I keep seeing people that I would be like, okay, is this cosplay or is this just your life? Yeah. Like, there was, there was a group that I happened upon that they looked like, and the best way I can explain it is 
punk rockers in 80s movies that weren't about punk rock and their costumes were designed by people who had very little knowledge of punk rock. Like, say, for instance, the guys that Arnold first encounters when he first comes out of yeah. the, the time bubble thing. And so I saw a group of them, and I was like, if that's what these guys are going as, that's a really cool idea. But on the other hand, this just could be their life, or it could be an anime I don't understand. See, anime is huge, huge, yeah. huge yeah. presence. Gosh, I think anime is probably the biggest presence. Yeah, I would any, agree. Any single medium there, I think. Yes, definitely. Would, yeah, I thought there was a cool. There was one. It was like a girl who was like a Bowser slash like Harley Quinn slash like Bowser. Bowser. Yeah, and yeah. it was like a sexy Bowser. Yeah, I ba- thought that yeah. Bowser was really popular on the internet about two years ago. <laughs> yep. Um, I will say a funny story. Joseph told me I didn't know about this during the animation panel. That I guess the guy who voices Max in the Goofy movie, yeah, voices the main character in Simba Two or Lion King Two, which is who? Oh, geez, I can't remember. It's like it's not Kova. Is it Kova? It's I think it's something. It's K O V A. Kova. Yeah, that sounds right. Apparently, there's a strong internet following that thinks that's like a sexy line. Like, like a, oh. a, a lot of a lot of young women, their first sexual experiences are with Kova. Oh, for sure. Women, Which I had no idea, but apparently that guy gets like a lot of fan mail and like stuff because he, he was very aware of it when someone asked about I it. I stumbled across a Tumblr page the other day that compared Kova to Kylo Ren, and it's pretty fucking convincing. <laughs> I, I tell you another cosplay misunderstanding I had. At one point, while we were trapped on the floor... We went to the restrooms, and while Sarah was in the restroom, I uh, saw a woman sitting down that I thought, oh, wow, she's she's like got some horror costume because she's got all this blood all over and stuff. But as people started swarming around her and talking she and was walking, just injured. Talking, she was just bleeding. Oh, oh yeah. so, that's so, intimidating. And I realized, oh, now I'm just, I'm not staring, I'm not looking at someone's cosplay work. I'm just staring at a person who's injured. Yeah, that's, it is, that's it, scary. It that's is, the next level. <laughs> it would be hard to discern, I'll be honest with you, because there are a lot of those costumes. Right. Yeah. There was, I remember on Saturday, there was a lot of uh, lost child uh, calls coming over the intercom. I think they were all found. And everything seemed to be working out. <laughs> we don't know. But uh, so. there was a lot of that. Um, I, yeah, there was someone, like, me and Susie were driving Sunday, I think. I don't know, we were at breakfast. And there was someone just in full, like, Punisher cosplay, all black, just walking down, like, the highway with, like, a... It, it must have been a fake gun. But yeah, it yeah, like it looks like, yeah, yeah. I did a double thing. I was like, is this an active shooter situation? Yeah. Like, some of them were, like, very convincing. Definitely those guys <laughs> who, like, their cosplay is, I'm just dressed up in tactical gear. Yes. That shit freaks me out. I want nothing yes, to do with that. It was very scary. In 2020, <laughs> that is not my thing. Yeah, no. Yeah. There would, is some of that, for sure. <laughs> don't venture far from the convention center, guys, if you're going to dress like that, because you don't want to run into the wrong cop who's yeah. having a bad day. Uh, yeah, particularly, <laughs> or just the wrong person. Dude. Yeah. This, this is Pensacola, Florida. Most people are armed. <laughs> True story. The, the cosplay was uh, probably a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't get to go to a lot of the panels, but I did get to see a lot of that. Do we want to talk? Do we want to go to our guest interviews now? I, I think this is a good time. So while we were out e- exploring the actual convention floor and, and uh, seeing a lot of the great cosplay, we got a few of our pictures on the Instagram with some yep. of the people in their costumes. We actually got to hear from some of the people of Pentacon about what they feel about nerd culture and other things and th- what they liked about the con. And uh, here those are. What's your name? Dylan. Dylan. All right, and uh, Dylan, what would you say is your favorite thing about Pensacon so far? Uh, I really like getting to see all the voice actors and stuff downstairs. Yeah, it's awesome. really cool. cool. But so you're looking forward to the uh, Disney voice actors panel that's uh, going to be going on tomorrow, I think that is, yeah? Yeah. 
It's the first time hearing about it, but yeah, no, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Jim Cummings, uh, Jason Marsden. Yeah, guys from the Goofy um, movie. Yeah, the Goofy movie people. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, uh, I actually got an autograph downstairs for uh, the guy who oh, played Goofy. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But, that's awesome. Good deal. Dylan, thanks for your time, man. Again, Appreciate it, guys. Um, go ahead and tell us your name. Uh, it's Amber. Amber, nice you, awesome. Amber. Nice to meet you. What um, what would you say is your favorite thing about Pensacon so far? Just that there's so much to see. Awesome. What would you say, maybe any panels you've liked so far that you've seen? Uh, yeah. Um, I went to one that was the uh, the Travis McElroy uh, Q&A. That one was really fun. It was like a mini... Uh, my brother, my brother, and me episode. It was it was very very nice. Awesome, sounds good. We appreciate you yeah, talking. Thanks to for us. your time. Hey, enjoy the rest. Of the hey, my name's Christian. I'm from Real Phonies. Can you, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Steve. Keith. Mike. You guys have fantastic Ghostbusters cosplay. I love your proton packs. I mean, looks like you seriously go out and bust some ghosts. Are you guys uh, you excited for Afterlife coming out here in a few moons? Absolutely, yes. What are some of your thoughts? What are things are you excited for about it? That they're actually bringing back some of the original characters. Yeah. That, that, that's the main thing I'm actually really stoked about. I've been looking forward to it for a very long time, and I'm gonna rock and roll in this costume <laughs> right up to that movie. That's awesome. I think the uh, the decision to like make the family through Egon is like a really awesome way to honor Harold Ramis and his legacy. Um, is there? Uh, do you guys have any predictions of where you think it might go? Or I'm, I'm sure you've probably been stewing on it a while. Well, <laughs> I have a few thoughts about it. One, I think Paul Rudd is going to be the next Keymaster because the, the Terror Dogs in the first movie only went after somebody for one reason, and that was to possess them. So I believe that's going to happen. I believe that the originals will make an appearance. I just hope yeah. it's an epic one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, there's rumor of Rick Moranis coming back for a new Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You guys think there's any chance he pops up in this? I think it's possible, but very low. Because yeah. he came out specifically for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and did turn down Ghostbusters. Now, there's the possibility they could shoot a, an after-shoot cameo for him, um, but I don't see it being very likely. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. It's all good stuff. Uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves and tell us who you're cosplaying as. Yeah, so I'm Holly Boykin. I'm cosplaying as Ray. Awesome. Matt Boykin, Kylo Ren. Awesome. Uh, how long have you guys been cosplaying for? I've only been cosplaying since I met him, but uh, so that's about four years now. Uh, a little bit before that. So and then once we met, we kind of linked up and did it together. So with uh, the Skywalker anthology finally coming to a close, anyone have you have any thoughts or feelings you feel like you have to share about Rise of Skywalker? My, my only thought is when they ask her what her last name is. <laughs> I really felt like it should have been solo. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, I do have a question. What did you think about Rey in the Rise of Skywalker versus Rey in the Last Jedi? I I thought it was a good continuation of of her character. Um, I liked you get more answers, of course, in the Rise of Skywalker. So I, I liked that part. You can always see like the 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 Ben Ray thing kind of building, whether it was romantic or not. It, there was always some kind of link between them. Um, so I, I thought that was cool that they closed that off with that. But to me, I think she she was a great addition to this whole Star Wars galaxy. I just I really liked her character. Yeah, true. Yeah. And one last one. Number two, um, with uh, Ben's death at the end there, obviously you're dressed up as Kylo. Did you have any feelings on him not uh, finishing out the movie, dying there before it was over with? Uh, 
it was kind of appropriate. I think it was that turn to the light at the very end, and he kind of sacrificed himself for, and it was bringing like that oneness to the force again. And that's what I was okay with that. I enjoyed it. Uh, I was just happy that they weren't brother and sister related because you know me and my wife dress up like that, so it'd be very <laughs> awkward if we like kiss her and like make. <laughs> they'd be like, whoa, don't do that. Yeah. But no, so I thought it was a it was a good change, and I know he didn't finish out the movie, but. It's kind of where, how could he, to me, is how can you really finish the movie out with that transition of going from dark to light, or from light to dark to light. So I think it was kind of appropriate to be with I Force. I gotta say, I, I really wanted to see Han Solo's son fly the Millennium Falcon at one That would have been cool. I, the, yep. The I, I, was, I was a little, yeah. a little sad about that part, but uh, we're actually... We're doing- and so those were people at Pensacon. Yep. <laughs> I don't know any other better way to do that. Thanks, no, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks to, every, thanks to everybody who uh, came out and talked to us. I know we're just a bunch of weird nerds in t-shirts, just like all the other weird nerds in t-shirts. Uh, but we were in our own t-shirts. We were in, our, we were in matching t-shirts. <laughs> well, three of us were in three matching. Three of us were in matching t-shirts. One of us was trying to organize a coup. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we had a, as you've probably already heard, hopefully you've listened to, but we had the pleasure of having our first ever live recording, uh, which was really cool. More people came than I thought there was going to come because I thought that room was going to be empty. (laughs) I thought, yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought we all helped each other out. I will say I felt the most famous I've ever felt before we started. We were getting ready to go on. And some volunteer from FenceCon comes up and goes, how many water bottles do you need? Yeah. like, oh, you're giving me a water bottle to just talk? Oh, I've hit the big level. <laughs> yeah, actually, at one point, I was walking around, I think Saturday, at some, and some dude was like, hey, no shirt, man. And I want to be like, do you fucking listen to real podcasts? <laughs> no, I was really impressed with this. We had a 45 minutes in. We talked about how to fix a Star Wars movie. If you guys haven't listened to it, that's the last episode that we just put out last week. Uh, you know, I felt it went pretty well. But we tried to structure it so that we talked for a little bit, but we definitely made time for audience questions. Yeah. We tried to structure it 30 minutes of us talking and then 15 minutes for questions. And we hit it on the dot, 30 seconds even, <laughs> which I was very impressed. Like, I'm sure that was unintentional. I was very proud of us. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of wanted to go third intentionally. No offense to you two guys, but, you know, you can ramble. Oh, no, totally. Absolutely. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to make up some time here. And then I felt, as soon as I was done talking, I felt really self-conscious about talking too fast. Right. But then I was like, when you told me that we, I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, we hit the goal. You I did don't great. Care. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, they- props to all the people that asked those questions. Sorry to those who didn't get to, because there was still a little bit of a line. Yeah. Uh, bef- when we had to, we got kicked out of the room eventually. But- Genuinely some really great suggestions. Yeah. 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 The best one was someone suggested Admiral Holdo swaps out in episode eight for Admiral Akbar. And I think that fixes yeah. a lot of the issues that I had with episode eight. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, the girl had really strong opinions about midi-chlorians. Yeah. Uh, yep. I was really into it. Yeah. She, she yep. did a good job. Um, and a lot of people stayed and talked after, and, and uh, some of the best stuff came then. Um, but it was real, real exciting. I had a good time at the con this year. Yeah. I, I, I worked and walked a lot. For sure. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, again, our, our first live episode, our experience at Pentacon. I don't know if we're going to do more lives and episodes in the future, but... Uh, I would we, be down to do it. Sur- I had fun doing it. We survived one. Yeah. Uh, we might be able to survive another. Uh, is there anything else we wanted to hit on for Pentagon? You said you, want, you saw there are a couple of guests uh, they've announced for next year. Yeah, a couple of big announcements that came out of Pentagon basically immediately after. Um, number one is they got a bunch of new investors um, to kind of come in and give the new kind of vision. And, and I think some of the issues they had this year, maybe this 
won't happen in the future because you have a new set of eyes that come in and, and look at it, which is really cool. It's the owners of the, the Great Southern Restaurant chain that, that are very into... Yep. Obviously, this affects their business a lot. They are very into the cons themselves. So I think, you know, it seems like it makes sense. Yeah, no, I think it's a good pairing. So what you're saying is next year will probably be professional enough that we won't get to come back. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that may happen. (laughs) Uh, They did announce some guests. Uh, They're doing a Back to the Future reunion uh, where they'll have uh, Harry Waters Jr., who um, was the guy who... holds up the phone and he's, you know, listens to the sound, you know, Marvin Barry, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Claudia Wells, who plays Marty's girlfriend. I can't remember her name mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Donald full of love, who is, uh, the young version of the mayor. He's the one who's sweeping in the diner. Right. Um, Elsa Raven, who's the, got the cans, you know, save the watchtower, but, and then Jeffrey Weissman, who is, um, young Marty's dad. Huh? Oh, yeah. And then they announced today, that is not that picture. Johnny Young Bosch, he was the Black Ranger for a while. Not the black guy who was the Black Ranger, but the Asian guy who was the Black Ranger. Um, also in My Hero Academia, big in voice acting, played Kaneda and Akira. He's in something else. Oh, Trigun. He's um, the main dude in Trigun. I can't remember this. A lot of people Johnny like that. Trigun? My, a lot of people like yeah. that My Hero Academia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's Ma- only in the movie, the My Hero Academia. But there were a lot of My Hero Academia. A lot of Midorias. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Those are the two big things that have come out so far. Cool. Well, uh, you know, f- hang with us for another year. We'll be back at Pensacon next year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe, Unless maybe, the world ends maybe, with the coronavirus. Maybe, yeah, maybe that. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe we won't have conditions. <laughs> you guys heard they canceled South by Southwest, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. crazy. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I was thinking about it during the McGuire's run. I was like... Maybe I shouldn't be here. It's fine. <laughs> so the alcohol's for it. It flushes everything out. Um, well, cool. So that's Pensacon 2020. What have we been watching, guys? I'll go first. I have hardly watched anything. The you last had two weeks. fucking weeks. I know. And maybe I just don't remember shit. Um, I shaved my face, but I did that for a purpose. I went to a benefit thing Saturday night, and we were supposed to dress up, and the group of people I went with went as MASH characters. So I watched the first season of MASH again. Oh, right on. I love that show. The first season is great, too, because that's the season where it's the most still a comedy. Yes, very yeah. much so. Um, I went as Colonel Blake, and I uh, had a good time. Uh, my wife, as I introduced her to the show, she seemed into it. We probably won't keep watching it. She wasn't that into it. Um I watched Mewtwo Strikes Back, which is the CGI remake of Pokemon the movie. And you know what? It's okay. I'll give it better than Transformers. It's very much a rehash, so it doesn't add anything new or original, but the CGI is cool, and it's fun to revisit those characters in that story. It's got to just be a rights thing, right? Like, like there's no way to, there's no reason to remake this unless the profits are going to a different place. Yeah, that may be true. I also don't really care for the name Mewtwo Strikes Back. It's very convoluted in that it takes like 15 minutes to get to the title card of this movie and it's yeah. just introduction of Mewtwo and Mewtwo story and oh Ash Ketchum and Ash Ketchum story and now we're at the start of this movie. It, it takes a long time. Pokemon the movie might be like the first theater experience that I remember because it was like a thing. Like oh, I waited yeah. in line. I got like a did you get the Mew card. Of course yeah. I fucking did. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm even just being overly cynical about this, but fuck those guys for remaking that movie. <laughs> and I started Castlevania because the third season came out. Yep. 
it's kind of a bore right now. I'm still in the first season. I've watched like one episode like every two or three days. Yeah. Um, I hear it gets better. It does. And so I'll stick it out. It have you just watched Castlevania? I have. may take me a month to get through the eight 20-minute episodes or whatever. The first season's rough, I yeah. think. Uh, and I'm scared to go to the third season because I'm afraid it's also going to be rough. But the second season is pretty darn good. So yeah. That's it. That's all I remember anyway. Cool. I can go next. I saw. I finished Outsider. Which was the oh, HBO. Yeah. Oh, is that over now? Yeah, the last one was last night, and it ended okay. I would say that's another one of these shows that should have been like eight. It was huh. ten. It kind of meandered a bit in the middle. But if you're into like, it starts off procedural and then like kind of turns into X Files, you know, with like a believer and like a mm-hmm. someone who's like not. It it's really cool, and like the villain's cool. It, you know, this thing called El Cuco. It's like this like you know. There's a whole there's a whole backstory, but don't spoil. Ben, it. Mendo's good. Cynthia Erbo's good. Um. I definitely would recommend it. And I watched the... I can't remember if, I, if we've been a gentleman. Have I talked about The Gentleman? I don't uh, think you've talked about The Gentleman. I watched The Gentleman with McConaughey, um, Hugh Grant, Henry Wu, um, ton of famous people. It's it's an above-average Guy Ritchie movie. So oh, right on. I really I wanted it. to see that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It's it's very British caper. You know, Charlie Hunnam, I think, is the best. Like, he's playing, like, a suave number two British enforcer. Mm. That's where he should stay. I agree. I like yeah. him so much more than like Sons of Anarchy, right. Charlie Hunnam. He's so, not a leading man. Yeah, no, he's a good number two, like yeah. a, like an enforcer. Um, so he's good in it. Um, McConaughey's good, and then uh, Michelle Dockery, who's in Downton Abbey. It's like playing Lady Mary, but now married to a drug dealer. She's awesome in it. Um, and I watched Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss and the guy from House on Haunted on Hill House. Um, and it's 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 cool in that it's taken from like this guy's like crazy obsessed with elizabeth moss and like you know very domestic violence kind of connotations and she escapes and they play off that kind of you know that fear Mm. Uh, you know what i mean and it's it's a well done movie i was very impressed with it um it looks good i mean i heard it costs like nine million to make and man the cg i guess when you don't you know invisible man yeah yeah but like the, the effects and how they make it seem like he's there it's 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 pretty good so i'd recommend both those they're definitely better than transformers yeah me and i watch up with Susie. Oh, good. So, and you up, hadn't seen up. No, yet. I hadn't seen yeah. up, and up was incredible. Yeah, like yeah. they should make a second up just for that first opening montage. <laughs> the little kid oh. meeting. Yeah. I can't do that, man. Yeah, because that was so sad. But um, yeah, the you know just the whole the whole movie's great. It's yeah. it's, it's one of the best ones. They've yeah, done, I don't I like animated, but I completely. You, you always say that, and you have a lot of animated things yeah. that you like. Uh, this one though is top tier for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's a great like film. Toy Story like it's it's yeah. on the Mount Rushmore I'd probably say of animated Whoa. movies. Yeah. There's a there's a good episode of Sunny where they do a riff on uh, up. It's good times. <laughs> I think it's called like The Gang Gets Trapped or something. I think it's called The Gang Gets Trapped. Yep. And the last thing is I finished well we have one more left on Sanditon. It's a PBS masterpiece show about a it's kind of like Melrose Place in the you know 1800s this is beach town and there's all this intrigue and cheating and it's a jane austen um very well done all right the lead is the guy from divergent theo james Mm. it's quite charming so better than transformers all right me and Susie. yeah so much british television (laughs) i know christian and i are the anime experts here the the british television expert that it's such a weird thing for you to have become an expert (laughs) and then jason is the 80s soap opera expert i was gonna ask you guys i'm only gonna do one thing does do you want comics or do you want soap operas 
comics. Oh. Okay, comics. <laughs> okay. I'll just, I'm just doing one, so comics. Okay, I figured I'd give an update on the uh, X-Men reboot. Uh, you know, uh, you know that was something I was really on about a few months ago and I kind of stopped talking about it, but it's still pretty fucking great. Uh, you know, uh, a big part of the relaunch of it was this sort of, uh, you know, resurrection gimmick that's part of it. And, you know, in the beginning, it seems like, oh, it's just something they came up with as a, as a um, you know, venue for getting back all these characters who are dead. But it's really turning into that that's what the run is about. It's about, you know, of course, them having the mutant island that they've declared a nation and, you know, their dreams finally coming through and what do they do now? But also it's about this, you know, that they can bring back anybody who's died, any mutant who's died from the dead. And the most recent issue, I think it was seven, uh, really did a whole issue about that it was called the crucible and the premise of it was basically like if you're a, you're you know you're someone who uh you know lost your powers because of the scarlet witch was a whole thing i won't even get into now House you know that. by dying and coming back you can have your powers back hmm. but it can't just be that you want to die you have to you have to die fighting and it was a great fucking issue. Huh. I highly recommend. Is it, is it Apocalypse is the one who takes you out? You, you're basically you're just a, you're just a run of the mill mutant yeah. who's lost their powers, and you have to face Apocalypse in single combat. It's fucking great, and it's also you know the other characters, uh, Wolverine, Cyclops, uh, Nightcrawler, all discussing is is this right? Should we be doing this? Because Apocalypse is now with the X Men, right? And Magneto, everyone's on the same team. If you're everybody's on the same yeah. team, basically, or everybody so far. Mm-hmm. There's still some people in there who are working against the other ones, but not so far, not in the main title. Mm-hmm. Also, I read the first issue of the new Wolverine title. Fucking dope. Really yeah. good. They did two stories. The first one was. You know, sort of more run-of-the-mill, you know, Wolverine espionage thing. But the second story is basically the beginning of Wolverine versus Dracula. Marvel Dracula is fucking dope. Cannot wait for this shit. Both of them better than Transformers. Yeah, cool. I, re- I read about that. It sounds fucking it's awesome. really fucking good. Yeah. Fair enough. I finished Midsummer. Uh, oh, yeah. It's fucked up. That's all, <laughs> all there is to say about it. Florence Pugh is in it, and it's fucked up. Uh, I've been playing the, uh, the, the Jedi Fallen Order game, which is a lot of fun. I mean, look, I turned the combat down to the easiest possible setting <laughs> yeah. because I'm terrible at Make video games. Make that game. known that I wasn't that bad. No, it's, yeah. It was that hard. It, it is hard. <laughs> it's pretty fucking hard. Uh, but the story's really fun. Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a more, I, I don't know, I guess. I feel like sometimes the video games do a better job of expanding the lore than the fucking movies do right. sometimes, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Uh, I finally started, the wife and I started My Hero Academia, the season four, because we thought that we'd be able to take it slow enough that we like we wouldn't have to wait a week for the last one to come out. But it's the most bingeable fucking show on the planet. Uh, so like we burned through 20 episodes in like two days, two or wow. two and a half days. It's crazy. Um, it's, it's, it's still really good. I think season three is a little bit better. Um, and also it's, it's something that anime gets criticized for a lot, which is either in, in fighting anime specifically, you either spend a lot of time thinking or saying out loud to your opponent, all of the tactical things, you know, about like what he can do and what you can do and what you know that he can do, but he, he knows that I know that, you know, you can do. So, you know, like there's a lot of that shit, uh, which my hero doesn't do a lot, but I wish they actually did a little bit more this season because sometimes there are just weird 
character decisions that I'm sure are like explained in the manga or you know whatever mm-hmm. about like how they they're using this person's power against this person's power, but like it's just it's not as clear to me. And I'm I don't feel like I'm a dumb viewer. I've watched a lot. Of, like I've read the fucking X Men. I haven't read the. I should watch the X Men movies. Am I fucking kidding? I've never read a comic book. Uh, <laughs> but you know, like so, I, so you are stupid. <laughs> I get I get how superpowers work, but even I was been a little. Uh, you know, I would like a little more explanation. But otherwise, better than Transformers. And did I watch a movie? Oh yeah, and my my Joseph Smarter than you, than you movie of the week. I watched uh, uh, Francis Ha. The it's one of Noah Baumbach Baumbach's first films, uh, the one where he started cheating on his wife with Greta Gerwig, uh, which is not talked about in the movie, but just fun fact. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, it's okay. It's it feels a lot like a student film. I feel like he's gotten better over time, and I think that's okay. Yeah, but it's better than Transformers. Cool. Uh, so next week, surprise episode. It'll be some kind of topic. We're excited to be getting back into the swing of things. Uh, so in the meantime, if uh, thank you guys for listening, and thank you again to anybody who came out to our live show. Please let us know if uh, if you anything that you liked about Pensacon, if you want us to do more live shows, or anything that you're just generally thinking about your life. Uh, at realphoniesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. <laughs>